dark times. We're living in dark times. Well, it's nighttime. It, literally dark. Literally dark times. Um, I do think that if we could somehow harness the tremendous energies involved in not swearing at or telling your toddler to shut up sometimes, <laughs> we could just rid ourselves of our dependence on foreign oil. <laughs> See, uh... I don't use any energy. I just yell. I'm just been <laughs> telling my kids to shut up. Uh, I, I, I've moved not. past that stage. I try. I try hard not to. Uh, he's getting willful. He's an adorable child. Yes, but he's he's and he's willful in the sense that he's just he's um, a Tasmanian devil. He's just running around the room. He's not like sure, looking sure. at me and, and saying, you know, you go to hell, old man. I mean that <laughs> that happens. I'm sure soon, but not not yet. Yeah, well, my five-year-old is going to be six in just... Uh, oh, God, days. I know you mentioned it like every week. How long? Uh, uh, he'll be six in about six days. So, uh, And he is more or less now a teenager. He has become <laughs> a teenager. He gives me all the same crappy attitude. He doesn't have the vocabulary of curse words that a normal teenager would have. But other than that, he may as well be. I mean, the the attitude is just dripping off of him it's just uh it's astounding I, I can't believe it how how like how much drama he can squeeze out of every single minor grievance uh or little impatience he has everything is is of just epic epic uh, proportions it's uh, i imagine the thing to say in that for me to say to you is wait till your daughter's that age scared of everything Okay, so um, our guest, uh, I guess our guest, let's call it a selection protocol and be needlessly um, fancy. Sure. Um, <laughs> and um, and so so one of the let's things... Let's call we the were, selectorial processes. <laughs> we've got a candidate roster. We've got like a commissioner of, of guest selections. Uh, it's, it's my son, Galen. Um, there's a there's a judicial branch that judicial weighs whether or not we are being yeah. true to the mission statement. Yeah, the congressional hearings for this are really kind of a bastard, but fucking farce. Oh, I know. I don't even know what's going on anymore. But um, it's a joke. Uh, yeah. So so we so far we've had um, one woman guest and three male guests, mm -hmm. and the next guest hopefully. Well, I guess actually it's probably safe to say because. Ideally, I mean, we have it scheduled. Yeah, that's more or less uh, now down. Yeah, right? it's more yeah. so. Yeah, so Dr. Kiki Sanford, or Dr. Sanford, did I just say the last name? I don't know. Let's make sure. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sleepy. It is Sanford, yes. Kiki Sanford. Sanford, okay, cool. Yep. Cool. <laughs> I totally knew that. Anyway, she's going to be coming and um, she'll be recording with us on, this, on the 24th, this uh, Tuesday. Which is awesome. She's cool. I I have interviewed her as a puppet before, years ago. Oh, I gotta find as a that. Farah, yeah, it's somewhere on my channel. Um, and there's the only bit I remember from the thing at one point because uh, Pharaoh is like kind of a stoner character. Like, hey man, what's going on, man? Kind mm -hmm. of character. Mm -hmm. And he just made some joke about a bird or a, a squirrel or something. And then she did like she put no, I think it must have been a squirrel because she put like the she liked her fingers in front of her mouth to make like squirrel mouth like teeth and went like did mm -hmm. that. Crap, it was adorable. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. She's a hero. Yeah, no, she's good. And I, I, I have not listened to her show twist in a long time. 
Uh, I will admit that. Um, I have listened to it a number of times. Um, yeah, I've only seen her when she's a guest on other shows. So I haven't actually okay. uh, heard or seen her show. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good show. But yeah, mostly I, I, I mostly she overlaps with other shows. Um, but very, very much looking forward to that. And yeah. then, so that will bring us to two for five uh, in terms of women. Uh, as far as the guess, overall culture is concerned, that pretty much makes us uh, <laughs> makes white us, knight heroes of look, diversity. It's, it's no current Canadian cabinet no. uh, but uh no. <laughs> what is <laughs> um and then our next guest after that who uh hopefully he hasn't got back to me about the specific date but he said you know basically any thursday's fine uh very much a white male <laughs> very much a white male um and and so yeah so it'd be cool to have um greater female uh, representation but also yeah also people of color just because mm-hmm. or, or or whatever because i you know, as, as just for the variety and everything. Um, but then, but then it's interesting because that is like um, when I think of the people that I want to talk to, a lot of them are white just because those are the people I hear because those are the people who are given. Yeah. You know, and, and so there's that kind of cyclical. Exactly, like, it's oh, a vicious every, circle. Yeah. Yeah, and and um, and you know, and that and that's actually I made the joke about the the Canadian cabinet is. That people are, you know, saying, "Oh, it's tokenism," and it's, it's all that kind of stuff, um, and how it, it is kind of unfair, technically. Well, that's in a, this... for for American listeners who uh, don't oh, care yeah. about your silly little country up there, it's um, right above you. We're right above I you. Know, I know, but you guys, just, you're just kind of there. Um, that uh, the Justin Trudeau has a, appointed a cabinet that is uh, has gender parity, right? I well, mean, technically, it's not because he's part of it. Uh-huh. So technically, it could never achieve actual parity. But oh, so there's a an close... odd number of seats, in other words. Yes, okay. it's, uh, I think it's 31, including the – so all of these ministers, 30 ministers, I believe, and he, he as the prime minister is mm-hmm. also part of the cabinet. But I'm just splitting here. That's, it's as par- – it has yeah. uh, parity has we'll been achieved as much as it could possibly be. Right. It's also racially diverse, religiously diverse. It could be a little more racially as, diverse. As it could be but, for Canada, I would say. Um, I feel like I hear that there was more uh, Pan-Asian representation in previous cabinets, but okay. it's still pretty – I think it's pretty good. It's okay. a diversity. What um, about like uh, First Nations? Any, any, anything uh, like yeah, I think there's an Inuit okay. somewhere, okay. I think. Did you like how person. I used the uh, Canadian term for it instead of, <laughs> instead of instead of the American term, which I believe is engine? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for. Yes. <laughs> Air quotes around Inuit. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I was going to. So, yeah, no, but Please. so okay, so so yeah, so so um, the. Um, in the, in the case of the cabinet, the people, you know, sort of some people are, are criticizing it as tokenism right. because he, he because Trudeau made a point of saying we're I'm going to have parity. Yeah, that was like a campaign promise, and then right out of the gate, it was one of the things that actually, if you were liking him, you were like, wow, he really means it, mm-hmm. because he right away is like, yeah, no, it's totally it. And then he published the mandate letters, that, so he knows everyone knows now what they were empowered to do, and mm-hmm. it's kind of awesome. He's actually he actually believes this shit. Wow, which is yeah. Right? It's crazy. It's crazy time. Anyway. If only um, your country had more power. Uh, I know. In hey, the world. look, at the G20, he's going up to Obama. Who's like, look, we're taking our planes. Yes. Okay? We're not. And then he and then he was like, Putin can't get away with this shit. Because um, he said, and it was one of those things in his campaign, was if he, 
if he said he would like tell Putin off. Uh-huh. He didn't uh-huh. phrase it like that. At the right, G20. Right. He didn't say he told him off. So I don't know what he said. He probably was like, Mr. Putin, sir, don't do that. Uh, you know, Putin no. is lying awake at night wondering <laughs> whether whether Canada is going to oppose him. A tear quickly fr- freezing on his cheek because he lives in such frigid uh, climates. Which he then licked off. <laughs> a bear just like peeled from his cheek and he's like, <laughs> um, But um, anyway. Yeah. So anyway. So, point, he, is, is, so the thing. Yeah. So people were, were, were decrying it as tokenism because he made a point of saying he was going to go with the, the, the gender parity and saying that it's kind of unfair because why wouldn't you have, you know, like, shouldn't you get the best per- man for the best person for the job? But then it's inherently there's a problem with that is that, you know, historically men have been given more opportunities to become the best person for exactly. the job. So we have to be unfair for a while to be right. fair. Right. Um, Which I'm totally so, for. Yeah, no, me too. And it's like, yes, it is legitimately unfair in a sense, but it's like, you know, uh, at a certain point, I stopped, even when I was celebrating Christmas, I stopped needing Christmas presents. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm good. Yeah. Like, little kids can have them. I'm good. I'm just sitting right. here and have my eggnog. And that's fine. Uh, for, um, for the record, I still want Christmas presents. <laughs> I'm not good. Uh, I want more Christmas presents. I, 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 I don't care about Christmas presents. But, um, yeah, so similarly, while I don't want to be like, hey, really high-profile white guy, you can't come on the show, I still would like for the variety of, yes, of, yes. of voices, really. Like, I mean, I, and part of it for me is is acknowledging my, my kind of bias, and you seem to be better about it than me in terms of people who you could point to who would be more diverse that you'd want to talk to. Maybe, uh, maybe, I maybe. Don't know. Uh, uh, but I, I suffer from the same problem, though. I suffer from the very same problem, particularly when we're talking about because here's the difference with with what I with one of my uh, earlier podcasts, and I was doing a show by my more or less by myself called the Obcast, which was just an interview show. I'd have a different guest on, and I'd talk to them for about an hour, and I got tired of doing that. But um, right. I made a point of like more or less alternating. Uh, boy girl boy girl you know i mean it it it, it wasn't like a, a planned in advance but as that started to kind of shape uh, it was uh what but it was easier to, to do because i was mostly talking to folks who i was just friends with who i thought were very interesting you right. know so even if i didn't know them terribly well uh it was still folks i know who are interesting and i have a lot of female friends and that's why it worked out as easily as it did when it mm-hmm. and and also when i did when i started doing a podcast for my blog which i'm also not doing right now either uh, it was similar. I'm bringing on interesting friends, and I happen to have a mix that that works out pretty well. Uh, not yeah. entirely, because a lot of times it would be a lot of dudes talking about Apple or whatever. But uh, I, I did a better job of that. But I think what what we're doing it's more difficult because of the exact problem you talked about. More guys have had more opportunities to become these kind of uh, aspirational figures who we're looking to bring on, not just folks we happen to know, but folks yeah. who we admire maybe from afar for, or we mm. have a tangential relationship to that we'd like to bring in. Um, and as just as you said, they've had more of an opportunity. The guys have had more of an opportunity to get to that position where we would admire them from afar. And so, yeah, I think you're right. It's incumbent upon us to to essentially pull a Trudeau, if I may coin that phrase now. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, I feel, listening to the both of us talk, that I should point out that I don't believe that either of us feel like we're doing any favors to these people or that we're, you know, <laughs> no. uh, enabling them in any some substance of capacity. We're just wanting to not be just a white sausage fest. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean... We're just being aware of our biases. The very fact of our podcast <laughs> existence is, you know, two nerdy white guys uh, of, of relatively the same age and, uh, you know, socioeconomic status, you know, yeah. uh, 
both atheists, you know, it's like, uh, so we're not exactly, uh, at least as far as the demographics are concerned, we're not breaking any ground in the so, podcast realm. So, cause we're, we're, um, cause we're atheists and we're, we're smart people and we're atheists. We're, we're people, we just want to talk to people of different minorities. We didn't do the intro yet, but so. Yeah, you can do that now. Uh, yeah, I know. This is uh, this is Thinkery episode twenty. Twenty of, of Thinkery, which is a podcast, uh, obviously featuring the intellectual and existential struggles of two creative, skeptical, well-meaning fellows fed directly into your ear holes. Um, I'm, I'm growing to love that tagline. Yeah, I, I don't think we've actually used it in the show before. No, no. Um, professionalism, Paul. You paying attention? <laughs> Hashtag professionalism. professionalism. Hashtag right. professionalism. Hashtag podcast life. Uh, well, hell, we're at episode twenty. I think that's kind of cool. It is cool. It is cool. I, I we probably, though, we are nowhere near any longer running podcasts or many longer running podcasts. I assume statistically we're well uh, at this sort of high part of the bell curve in terms of shows surviving. Yeah, I would say so. It, even that, which is like you know, we made it. All of the audiences and the sponsors, like no people just continuing to make it. It's yeah. really the. <laughs> Well, right. I mean, thing, even yeah. just from my own life, I think that's the case. You know, if like embarking yeah. on a project that you know, like like I just mentioned, I, the the two other podcast attempts that I've made, mm. I grew weary of for one reason or another, and just didn't want to continue them. The first one I did, uh, I think, eleven episodes of, and the next one I did maybe five or six, and that was yeah, that was all I could I could well, stand. It's it's easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I have done the puppet stuff, it's like easy because I'm obsessive. Mm-hmm. But uh, but as far as like yeah this kind of thing it's it's nice to have someone else to sort of not to lean on but so much as it like in your head like well Paul's waiting for me to do it or well, Paul, exactly. you know the other person's getting on Joe yeah that's exactly right so th- that's that is a key part I think is that e- even if like one of us is like I really don't want to do this tonight because I'm, I'm tired very and sleepy grouchy. tonight actually for I example am actually that tonight but um but you know the other guy is waiting so the other guy wants to do the show and so we're gonna do it so yes um Um, on the other hand uh it's also and we talked about this when we first started putting the show together was part of my problem with the the first shows that i did was that i just kind of got tired of shouldering every single ounce of the burden for the show being the only guy yeah yeah and that meant you know doing everything on the website doing all the editing doing all the booking and arranging and all that stuff and i just it, it just wasn't there wasn't enough fun versus work, put it that way. But this mm-hmm. way, I, I think like we've got a good flow going, and so I, you know, I, I actually enjoy uh, even the work that I have to do for the show. Cool. So it's good. I, I feel like I'm actually not doing that much of the work, relatively speaking. But I need to come up with a new logo for the well, show. Well, all the work me, that you do me... do for the show, I am glad I am not doing. So that's <laughs> okay. fine. You don't need to um, value it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it. I, I. It's sort of like. Uh, doing as much i don't know but no i gotta i gotta get a logo or like cause it's just sort of this weird t that if you're just scanning it mm-hmm. like in the listing because we're still in the top 200 of our tiny little category in can both in canada and the u.s um that'll change i'm sure in a week or whatever but right now we are and Breakthrough. if you're just scanning to look for something visually you know because you're not reading the titles you're like ah, yeah, it's like, yeah that's yeah. just a kind of dark square yeah we should get the word in there definitely yeah, yeah. So I've got some ideas. They're kind of lame, but I've got to figure out ones that aren't aren't as lame. The lamest thing you come up with will be a thousand times better than anything I could do. I'm not a logo <laughs> That's, guy. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, uh, it's real, probably true. Seriously, it's true. God, it's true. I cannot do that um, stuff. I'm a designer. It's cool. Yeah, thank um, God. Yes. Uh, 
Should, so, we, should we solicit logos from our listenership? No, no. Because no, do not send any logos to thinkerypodcast at gmail dot com. Don't send. This is any. not reverse psychology. No, <laughs> do not. Don't tweet them at us at thinkerypodcast. Don't uh, anything. Don't don't. Yeah, don't well, draw them in the sand. We don't. we have a small enough listener base. We won't get any, and we might get one. And I have done that. We're soliciting, and you get like one or two things. It's mm-hmm. it's like you're getting like a five cent tip. <laughs> it's it's like I appreciate you know you we would deeply appreciate the gesture but there's something like oh, something very sad about it yeah and we probably um, wouldn't want to use it either no no uh yeah I mean unless it was like super duper kick ass but well, then we take it um, and not pay we're not criticizing the creative output of you people listening yeah okay just calm just calm the fuck down I am not criticizing you yeah this is getting out um, of hand <laughs> that's you guys like, have taken this far too seriously I know this is my writing process for Trump it's like okay we're talking now I have to insult the people theoretically <laughs> reading it I'm, uh, I have to get mad at them while I'm writing <laughs> get mad at them that's the whole book actually um but um yeah so I'll, I'll sort of play around with that but cool um I was sketching some stuff today but then it's like if it's something that's too kind of like um, self-deprecating mm-hmm. it might come off like negative and I don't know if that's really accurate because the thing you, you you are a person who grumbles a lot and oh, I God, think I am yes. a bit too absolutely I am but but key to that I think key to that is is, is us and, and what makes it tolerable mm-hmm. is, and not like a sad thing you want to back away slowly from mm-hmm. is you have focusing on you although the same could be said of me obviously you have a kick-ass life I do, and you have you have you have uh, you have a, a, a wonderful sounding wife. Oh, she's the best. Um, she's the yeah, absolute and best. Yeah, and you have two very adorable kids, and you have a good job that you care about, and 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 you're complaining about stuff being horrible is is something people can handle and find funny because <laughs> oh he's an idiot. Look at what he has. But if we were no no seriously right, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And and if we were if and same for me. And if we if we were like on a corner with like a cigarette and like an empty cup of coffee, and that was the only place we had to go, and we were making complaints, you'd uh-huh. be like, oh shit. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to buy you some soup. That would be, you know, and, and it would not be funny. Right. It would just be, it would be sad. So that so I don't want to, it would be more like us covered in, like if there's a rain cloud, it would be, you know, we would be sad, but the rain wouldn't be hitting us or something yeah, sort yeah. of, or something, I don't, I don't know what it would be. Well, I but. think we're distinct, I mean, we're not a complainy show. I mean, I think the show no, is us wrestling but with we're sardonic issues. and right. stuff. So, you know, I, I, it, That's it, what I mean. If it were, uh, if it were like the, the 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 rain cloud and an umbrella or something, maybe maybe we're struggling with the umbrella, perhaps. You know? uh, but just, the, the, but yeah. you know, but I also think that the the idea of us kind of you know looking oh poor us or something in a logo, if you were going to go in that direction. Well, that was actually because of the two profile, like the pictures of us. Are, I I find that funny because we're both like, uh, and we're not really being that. So there's that kind of kind of thing. But then. You know, it's a snapshot mm-hmm. in the logo, so it's like, what you know, what's the foot we want to put forward? Because we're not—I mean, we're—I I still think of us, and I think you do too, as a skeptical show, mm-hmm. concept, but we're not like a skeptical show. We're not like a capital S skeptical right. show because there are eighty-five thousand of those, and we're just wanting to be sort of skeptical in That's a way that someone the, might the listen to us. Point of view we come from. Yeah, well, because also we don't want to be didactic about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I guess there's a certain amount of that by me explaining that right now. Mm. Yeah, don't um, overthink it. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, it's not like we're like here, like our skeptical tip of the week. Oh God, you know, or whatever, because we don't. So it's it's like, oh, I've never thought of that. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, I'm being skeptical. Damn you. 
yeah, you know, yeah. kind of kind of thing. Uh, anyway, I don't know. But my point being, though, that uh, I, I think that our neuroses are mm-hmm. common, are a common currency, put it yeah. that way, and and sure. an, and an understood. Uh, with an understood underlying of 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 humor, I think that's that's pretty I so. easily I accepted. So. I don't think we'd have problem with with that. I mean, unless it was like obviously a very forlorn looking logo or everything. Is well, really that's what terrible. I'm. Yeah, those are my first thoughts. I was always sketching like, wait, this looks this doesn't look funny. Sad. It just looks like right. how to deal with depression. Sad. Right. <laughs> and it's like that's not what it is. Um, anyway, it's a I weird. Look thing. forward. I look forward to seeing your drafts. So uh, Bobby Jindal was running for president, apparently. Did you hear that? <laughs> Jindal. <laughs> There's, uh, you know, the good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. That song. Mm-hmm. You could easily fit Jindal's name in that, which I debated singing oh, a moment ago, but uh, I didn't do that. I won't make you. I won't make you. No, no, I know. But I want, uh, I want to point out that I called it, that he was the next to go. And I, yeah, I no, I, did you actually use that? I don't remember. I totally I called it. I don't pay attention to what most of us are saying. Go I back to really episode, no, no, when we <laughs> talked about that. Go back to episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I saw the post about it and just that he dropped out. And then there's like some, you know, someone shared on Facebook. And the first comment was, I'm, I think the better... It was the bigger surprise that he was in it. Like the article should have yeah. said, like Bobby Jindal was running for president. And it's like he because he got like he was sub one percent or something. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Something it's like point like, three uh, or something. They just didn't want him. They just did not want him. And wh- I don't I, even. He wasn't even on my list of. I listed like half the GOPs to make fun of, and I don't think I put him on my list. There's just so many. Um, there's there's still so many of them running though, and that's kind of surprising <laughs> to me that that at this point there's still so many folks who were in the race. Like that Lindsey yeah. Graham is still in the race. Um, really? Yeah, I guess yeah that's technically true. George Pataki. You know, now on one hand I understand because by running for president you automat as long as you're being taken at least a little bit seriously, like being allowed on the debate stage or anything like that, you are now getting more free coverage than you ever would have. So anything mm. you have to hawk, just your brand as a speaker, as a as a writer of books or whatever it is. Pepperoni. Sure. Uh, sure. Shirts. Yep. If you have that kind of thing. Those yes. Snuggy, those full body snuggies. Or one of them selling snuggies? Them. Is somebody selling I snuggies? don't know. No, okay. I'm just saying a George Pataki snuggie with his picture. Oh, that's Maybe a adorable. vector version of his face. Oh, I'd love that. Or like a, a Chris Christie line of balloons. I I definitely with his want body painted all over them so that you inflate them and he gets as fat as the real fat fuck is oh, jesus christ <laughs> well that sees there's some diversity we're never going to get right there <laughs> you're leaving out a whole class of americans um, no the only diversity involved with chris christie is the diversity of trans fats running through his veins <laughs> the, hey, can we talk about the pataki snuggie some more <laughs> <laughs> would have cloak myself in Pataki security, um, but uh, anyway. So it, it's it's just it's an advertising platform for them. So I get that. So there's they yeah. have every incentive they to have continue money, to run, right? Like they presumably they they have money from somewhere. Yeah, they're like, well, we get spend it. We got it. Yeah, not gonna give it. Not gonna give it to the poor. Right, but someone like Scott Walker, for example, I understand why he would get out early because he could see it was going nowhere and his political brand is on the line. He could still have a future. Mm. So he might want to run for Senate. He might want to run for president again one day. So it's better for him not to get humiliated, you know, in January and instead yeah. just leave early. So I totally but, get that. Yeah. But what else has George Pataki got? To exactly. Do? Nothing. Home, so he has no incentive to Matlock reruns. Yeah. He has no incentive to leave. But someone like Chris Christie, 
uh, Mike Huckabee, Rand Paul, these guys are all going to get crushed, right? Yeah. They're yeah, going to be demolished. Yeah. And so uh, I feel like they do have incentive to get out of the race now before an actual election is held and they wind up with single digits and are humiliated, you know? Like, leave now and preserve some dignity. Yeah, and then, like, 20 years later, something will happen with them, the newsworthy, and they'll be like, well, he did run for president. And people are like, did he? Oh, sure. <laughs> but seriously, that'll be like no, that'll no. be a claim to fame. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, and but it'll be this, oh, right. I forgot that you did that. Yes, remember Why back when I ran money? for president. Da, ba, da, ba, da, that, yeah. Absolutely. It gives them gravitas they might not otherwise have. So that my advice to Chris Christie, come on the show. I know you're listening. Uh-huh. Um, Mike Huckabee, <laughs> come on the show. <laughs> you, we know uh, you're listening, you fat fuck. Uh, actually, Rand, that would work for both Christie and Huckabee, that's actually. That's true, yeah. Uh, um, Rand Paul, please don't come on the show. I don't like you. Uh, I, You know, I have to, as much as he's a weird guy. There's a lot, I do respect the pragmatism, except when it airs to kind of weird racism. But like, there's <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of things that he said. I do know what like, you mean. You know what I mean? Like, there was like, I do, initially, I was like, I, I get that guy. He like, I get the appeal on that guy. very selective rationalism, right? <laughs> so he, he, yeah. he decides, I am going to be the reasonable one. And he chooses like three subjects on which he will be the rational one. So that'll be like, what, foreign policy and interventionism, uh, the drug war, and maybe something else, right? And everything yeah. else he is bloody wrong on. Like, as wrong as you can be like the whole thing so his notes for the three topics are like really thoughtful and the notes for the other topics are just blah, 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 exactly, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> exactly. No, right yeah. i mean yeah. just the, like the other no, day when true. he did uh, at the last debate he was like now uh hey the earth is 4.5 billion years old right and just on that makes him rise above a lot of the republican mm-hmm. uh electorate uh, right he's sad he's admitting that the earth is more than six thousand years old that already puts him in the in the rational column for the republicans and then he goes on to use as an example of why climate change is not real. So, well, it's not that it's not real. It's just that it happened before, so it's not a big deal. I think was wasn't that the point he was trying to get at? Yes, but yeah. in, in order to say that it, this, in is order not... to still appeal to the base yes, exactly. of, yeah. of of people, yeah. But then he also says something. I saw a quote. I don't know if it was recent. Um, just a you know giving up the security. I think I think in, the, in reaction to Paris is like you know, just because we're giving up giving up security for giving up freedom for securities mm. bullshit or something like that like there was a line like that and i was like yeah no that's do not disagree with but that but then he's also sponsoring a bill i think he's sponsoring a bill he might even be introducing a bill uh to block the refugees from coming into the country so yeah and then probably after that you can find a quote where he's saying that his running mate's gonna be a banana or something <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah, but so will be he, tough on crime. My point is, he's he's like I said, he's selectively rationalist, and then he's a monster the rest of the time, like the rest of them. You know, that was my feeling about Ron Paul uh, back when he was running because he appealed to a lot of liberals who liked it, like, oh, he's really honest on the Iraq War, and he's and he's really got the right position on. Uh, on the drug war and things like that, and I, I wanted to like shake every liberal who spoke well of him because like Ron Paul is the stopped clock of politics. Like he's he's right on these two things, <laughs> and everything else he is he is so abysmally wrong on and hard right Christianist, you know, uh, a theocrat on everything else, um, but. Because we really hated Bush in the Iraq War at the, at the time, and we hate the drug war, we, we're so excited about this, oh, this straight-talking uh, guy who's in the Republican Party who I wish we could all get behind. And, uh, you know, it's you have to listen to the whole package. You have to listen to everything he says, and, and then you realize, oh, he's actually also a monster. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
And and then apparently Trump wants to um, get religious identification cards. Oh, oh yeah. All the it's hard to really know if he actually buys into that. Like yeah. it just really just feels like he's like, look, I I sell stuff. I'll mm-hmm. get you whatever you want me to sell you. Exactly. Like I'll put it on the shelf. I don't I don't give a shit. I'm not, I don't even care. What, I don't even know what the product is. You want to buy it? You give me money. That's mm-hmm. my concern. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like you know that a. A most of the things he says he's going to do like that, from what I understand, he could not le- he could not possibly do right, even if he were president, right? Because um, it's like you really close gonna, all the mosques is one. You not just yeah. close all the mosques, but give them ID card. Just yeah. like and then I'm saying it to Maddie. He says, you know, it'd be more efficient if you just put that on the sleeve. Um, there you go. Yep. What <laughs> did you know, one of my I, Twitter friends, uh, Emily Hauser, she said like, uh, how about uh, how about a uh, a yellow crescent? You know, and so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would be like a big superhero uh, kind of thing. Now. Oh, that would be nice. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the chest, yeah, on a cape. Give him a cape with a yellow crescent. But Ted Cruz, you know, he introduced the whole they've got to be Christians if they're going to come in. And then, um, but he failed to. Uh, was it him or Jeb who who said that, but then couldn't say, couldn't articulate how one could establish? Yeah, that, that, one was was yep. that was so Jeb. Yep. So Jeb, by the way, the moderate, reasonable one. By the way, he's supposed to. Be. I know you're listening, Jeb. You're right. a come on the kid. show. Um, he. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, he was all fumbling about like how you would determine that and how you can tell who's sincere and who's not. And, he, you know, it's all bullshit. There are... But I'm stunned, though. I mean, here's the one thing. I'm not surprised that the Republicans are being incredibly heartless and cynical and fear-mongering. I'm not surprised by that. By some of them, but I mean, you're talking, you're talking about the GOP, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I am... Which I guess I'm a little surprised by how vociferous they are on it and how, like... Uh, Gosh, how fascist they're being about it! I think they're genuinely kind of. I, I someone, some of them, I'm sure, are, are genuinely being scared, like genuinely reacting. Right, but from I mean, when you consider that, you know, like none of the Paris attackers were were Syrian, none of them were refugees. Dude, you can I stop you there? Yeah, you invaded Iraq yes. after being attacked by Afghanistan. Uh, so. Uh, right. You have the bona fides in that regard. Not me personally. Uh, <laughs> no, you personally. I saw the pictures. You, you um, can't prove anything. <laughs> Photoshop was there. Well, well, but you're right. So I shouldn't. Be, you're right. I shouldn't be surprised. I shouldn't. Be surprised. It, it were but upset. it was a big deal when that was when that was wrong. You know, like to a lot of people, that was a big deal. That like, hey, these things don't add up. And but you still went. We right? still like went because still that was went. who was in power, right? But I feel like we're not even getting that kind of distinction anymore where there's that well, kind of fight over it. I see a lot of people complaining about Well, yeah, I mean the liberals that. all are, yeah, but uh, but I'm not oh. seeing it. But, for example, uh, for the vote that just happened today in the U.S. House, they had a vote to block the Syrian refugees from coming in. And tens – I don't remember the number of – exact number, but tens of Democrats voted with them. And we're talking like people like Tulsi Gabbard in Hawaii and uh, Kristen, uh, Kirsten Cinema in Arizona, who's who's you know uh, a doesn't not an avowed but an atheist for all intents and purposes. Uh, so we're not talking about like you know right wing Democrats. We're talking no, about but, regular Democrats. No, but I mean you see that on television and you're afraid and people say here's a thing we can do. They, you know, well, you can't like it's not practical to say like it's, it's been pointed out that like those attackers were. Um, European. They had European passports. Right. So it's like you're not saying Britons can't come in because that would be impractical on a gross number of levels. Um, and also, they're one of us. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, where it's like, okay, Syrians, we, that's, we can do yeah. that. Who like, can, that's a we thing we can do. Oh, them. Okay. Let's it, well, stop you them. know, it, maybe it's just the political equivalent, aside from like, you know, 
to a certain extent probably pandering to who they want to give them a job um it's probably a political equivalent to putting the french flag over your profile picture right like this is what we can do i can't really do i can't fix what happened but i can do this I yeah but at least serious. with at least with the with the with the french flag over the profile picture it's an expression of support and solidarity for a for like in a, in a positive way like it i is, care about but they're you positively trying to express solidarity with americans to keep them safe some people, like yeah. some of them, are. I, 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 I I'm, you are I'm giving sure. them a lot of credit. I feel like. Well, no, no, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm, I'm not even saying how. I have no idea. You I know you don't agree with them. the position, but I'm saying like, like just. I, I wouldn't give these these folks that much credit. Cause, I mean, one, well, some of them probably. I'm saying some of them are are just being cynical douchebags. I'm sure, and some of them are like because they're still human beings and they mm-hmm. see the news and we have the same. Like there was a there was a thing that um that I heard at, at some point after 9/11 was that little kids of a certain age, they wouldn't understand that, like, there was a rerun, right? Mm -hmm. So they see the footage of the plane hitting the tower just because their parents were watching the news. And for kids of a certain age, that was like, it kept happening. Happening over and over again, yeah. Yeah, and I kind of feel like, much like the theory of mind thing, it's like we don't really necessarily do that well with it as we get older. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we still see it again, and it's like, look, there's just more. We wouldn't be talking about this so much if it wasn't still a big threat. Um, I'd like to believe that, but I just feel like the particularly if we're talking about, like, members of Congress and the Democratic Party, so not even, like, dumbass Republicans like Louis Gohmert or something. We're talking, like, you know, folks who are ostensibly (laughs) very intelligent. I know that they can be swayed emotionally, and I know that I I really do think that it's got to – I can't think that it can't be cynical across the board because they can't be so stupid as to genuinely think that, you know, a handful of Syrian refugees that we might let into the country theoretically are a genuine ISIS threat. I just can't believe that any of them really think that. Well, for all members of Congress, I know you're all listening. Come on the show. Um, come on the show and air your views. I'll stop that. Um, I'm yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> no, it's cool. I mean, I, I, I assume it's just like a variety. Like I'm saying there's a spectrum and some of the people are going to be complete shed heads about it and some of the people are going to be reacting humans because it's easy to imagine that someone in a position of power is not swayed by the things that we are swayed by mm-hmm. and that would not be one of those those dumb idiots in a crowd. But I think everyone would be in the right circumstance. So I think some of the people, they that is, you know, I, I think that's a... Um, I'm not giving them credit so much as I'm saying they're just human. You're just acknowledging the biology of yeah, human yeah, that's response, all. Yeah. But I mean, yes, it's politically advantageous because people say like, like, oh, you know, Trump. How can he? How can he possibly win when he's basically saying to create this sort of Nazi state kind of thing? It's like because half of the country he's talking to will probably agree with that exactly. So he because they're also afraid and they're also talking about these others that they're afraid of coming in. And never mind the fact that if like I don't know why they would pick on even the refugees as coming in and that would be somehow the way that the terrorists would come in because mm-hmm. it's like unless you're on the terror like the what index or this list or whatever if you're like someone who's being watched by the government why can't you could just buy a you buy a plane ticket mm-hmm. and come over to the country mm-hmm. you don't have to be a refugee you could just be a fucking tourist yeah, you don't need to like get like, in the just, crowd it, on the raft yeah you don't exactly. have to move there to blow it up you just yeah <laughs> you yeah. just fly you you get there you go to a gun show you buy a gun and you shoot people like it's not like it's it's not it's not a two-year plan once you get here or there yeah. or wherever. Like it, it, that part is well, kind the, of you know, you know that's just the thing that really that really uh, I think separates this like from the from your example of like the Iraq War, which you know again I agree was absolutely ridiculous. You know I think on its face, uh, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of work done to 
manufacture and build the case that there was an intertwining between uh, the Hussein regime and bin Laden and all that. Like, so a lot of work was done to 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 kind of weave that tapestry. Right. There's no work being done here. There's no work being done Uh, here. We're just saying, like, they're from Syria. Syria equals scary. They're coming over here. And that's it. No, it's it's true, but but things are a little different now in that everyone is – their nerves are a little more frayed. And we are, as a a species – aware much more of every little thing that happens. So we don't need to build the case because you can just say, like – terrorist and then like you say oh the refugees will come over and something will happen like oh you mean like this and this and this and this and this thing and we saw a graphic detail because there was enough distance between the iraq war and the 9-11 well that yeah but also you're talking about like the level of media and i don't even mean like you know like fox or cnn but i mean the first-hand testimonies of all of these people and 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 the footage that i haven't sought out but you can easily find of these things of of showing people dead and dying and all these circumstances and it's like that does the work for you as far as getting you emotionally over that hump perhaps Mm -hmm. i don't know um but so so speaking of of terrorism and and uh and also i guess nebulously the paris thing um did you did you personally write the press release that CFI? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, this is very eloquent. Thank um, you very much. I did not read all of it, but <laughs> what I read was actually eloquent. Um, <laughs> but the part I want actually sort of um, that that because I, I, the reason I put that in the um, in the notes was um, that that we have to make comments in the wake of tragedies because you said uh, yes, you said uh, I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it up. Uh, in front of me um, was like we we have to say something even when we don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and do we? It's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> like, well, because because so let's like, set it, aside you know the fact that I work for a you know a nonprofit that you know like that's that that that's I think more in, because that'll get into like the internal processes of a particular organization and so I don't want to like yeah and I mean I think there are some like you know obviously states and governments mm-hmm. that seems more reasonable because they're like okay this involves people or whatever but let, but, but if, we, I can speak more broadly I don't want to talk about CFI specifically because you know it's my job I don't know what I'm well, no 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 but, but I mean, well I mean CFI seems like it makes a little more sense because mm-hmm. if nothing else you can talk about like you're an organism promoting humanism mm-hmm. and this is like look this is not this this is the antithesis of exactly. what we're going for. Yeah. So this sucks. Um, and I'm, I'm, it was much better written than what I just said there. But, <laughs> but I think you, you captured its essence. But, <laughs> you know, and also that the, the reason – so I th- what you're referring to I think is, uh, you know, the, the statement doesn't say we don't know what to say. But I say that. Like so I'll yeah. post it and I'll say here – like, And you, that's like a meta con- – Exactly, like, yeah. yeah. So that's – I'll say that in the Facebook post or something like that. Yeah. And, but it's also a reaction to the fact that, you know, you have all these killings in Bangladesh. So every – we've got mm-hmm. five people now dead from uh, Islamic extremist marauders with machetes attacking someone usually on the street or in their home hacking them to death because they're a secularist blogger or associated with secularist bloggers and they pretty much get away with this with impunity um and it just kind of keeps happening right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and even when it's not happening we get more threats and hit lists and you know uh and then when and then the Bangladeshi government, instead of really trying to do something about it, says, you know, those atheists should really be quiet and stop hurting religious feelings. Uh, it, so every time one of these tragedies happens, and then also you've got all the shootings that have been going on. So uh, particularly when they've got some kind of religion angle, like the uh, the guy in North Carolina who shot the Muslims. And then you've got the, the guy who is shooting up the churches. And uh, so 
so for CFI or any group like us, you know, there's a there's an angle that's appropriate to us. But and so we feel compelled to kind of reflect on it and and, you know, maybe give a perspective to it that. So I, I don't know, I feel like there's a the, we can we can serve a function by lending a humanist, a secular humanist perspective to tragedies like this. But my reaction is also like this keeps happening and I don't know what else we can say to to clarify this anymore, to to, to help us digest it or to help us fix it. Uh, I feel like we keep saying um, what we can, but this like it's just become too relentless you know it, mm-hmm. it, it's almost becoming grossly routine uh these things yeah there was um uh sam harris on his most recent episode of his podcast he read from his essay like yeah, sleepwalking to toward armageddon or something recommended listeners go check that out it's, it's good very stuff. good uh sam harris i know you're listening come on the show what i promised i'd stop that but i, I don't think i'm going to Oh wait, we stop which part? I don't think I'm going to stop uh, saying "come on the show." Oh no, yeah. I, I don't, it's funny. It's generally it's funnier the bigger the person we're referencing. Indeed, because we're like um, just some random person who might be listening to the show, yeah. <laughs> and it's like when you're listening to the show, it's like, oh, are we? It's not. No, we're making a joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not actually talking to you. person at um, uh, ISP. Not ISP. God damn it. Person at IP address one seven eight dot eight zero. Look, if your name actually is IP Freely, we don't want to fucking hear from you. <laughs> but do send us a logo. Please, continue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sam Harris's uh, thing. Uh, yeah, and, and it was just a line in the beginning of it uh, was um, something. Because it was in React. I think it was written um, about, like, Charlie Hebdo. Right. Not in Paris because he, you know. Which, which by the way, quickly. kind of started this whole ball rolling as far as at least my work is concerned. Because that right. was, like, the okay. first big, huge, mega tragedy Mm-hmm. And then they just kept coming. So please yeah. continue. Um, but it was something like, this is a wake-up call. And he's like, but how on earth could this be a wake-up call to anyone? Like, how how out of touch could you possibly yeah. be yeah. that this would be a wake-up call? It's like, we sh- you know, this this is not new. This is not news. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it's very depressing. But th- there's a thing, like, I wrote a thing um, on Facebook. So, you know, like two people read it although you 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 hit like you hit the like button so you at least saw that it was there. i read the whole thing <laughs> well you're better than it was, me it was longer than longer than our press release was it yeah. okay um that's just because I, I was having trouble figuring out how to that's end all it. right but then i implicated myself at the end so that people wouldn't be like you're a douchebag right for right. that i mean for other valid reasons they would call me a douchebag but for sure, that sure, specific sure. thing they would. but yeah so because it's like this this thing and not just your thing and like you know obama's obviously going to say something and trudeau feel like you know like heads of state feel like they should say something but then it's like you know what where's the granularity mm-hmm. you know like where where where's the level and for cfi that does make some sense it makes less sense but it still makes sense mm-hmm. right because yeah. it's like you know uh but then there's this sort of you know i didn't i didn't get any pressure from anyone to like say something or it wasn't like you know if i if i had posted some picture that was just a goofy thing no one was going to privately message me like you, you didn't react to the to the bombings in paris yeah um yeah but still i feel i feel and i i, I, I don't maybe i'm alone i don't know i don't know how you feel because your immediate thing is oh for work you have to do this exactly. so maybe you don't have yeah. the same cognition of it but there's this like well you've got to react to it even just normal people have to react to it yeah that's and, that's interesting to me like i 
so so on the individual level i can understand how an individual person might see this and 20 years ago we wouldn't have had an outlet for that kind of thing right you would have talked about it with your friends or with your family been like wasn't that a terrible tragedy and oh my god i'm so shooken up or whatever it is um but now we're all expected i don't know expected but i think we we experience an expectation that we now have to essentially offer our own public statements offer our own press releases to how we feel about everything well it's like if 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 you're sitting in your living room you and your wife are sitting in your living room and you're just eating chips or bonbons let's say you're eating bonbons oh, that would be awesome okay yeah keep going keep going with well, this that's a one, okay can i tell you something that's my primary interest in christmas season uh-huh is the 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 some of the brands of chocolate that you don't seem to get? That's true. Except for like specifically Andes, the little Andes mints. Those are so I good. can I can never find them. They're so hard to find. Yeah, I know, like, but they some. always seem to pop up. <sighs> yeah, and I see them, and it's like oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> after eights too. I generally only have after eights around the end of the year. But anyway, so you're eating bonbons. Okay, um, bonbons. Like a tarted up French woman uh, <laughs> from the 18th century, um, and and one of your kids trips and falls. Mm-hmm. And and then your wife gets up and it's like, oh my god, our son's hurt. Mm-hmm. And then you look and you just eat another bonbon. Mm-hmm. Then you're breaking a taboo, right? Like there's the expectation that of course you're going to respond. Like there's that kind of thing because it's personal mm-hmm. because you're it's you're interacting. I feel like it's not just like no, I don't think anyone would phrase it as like you must have a comment. But if you don't acknowledge it, you're just like yeah. You're like ignoring this thing that happened in front of you, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that's shitty of you. I mean, lots of people were still ignoring it, which is fine, because um, the other thing too, it's like, I don't have anything to say. I mean, I wrote like several hundred words about how I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, but because what it, it, it's it's similar to the situation of like when when someone dies, right, and mm. and you don't know what to say to them other than I'm sorry, I you know my I frequently will say that. That's what I will say is like um, with with pets specifically. I, I try very hard not to like because I'm I'm a big like dog person and and like you know I've sadly lost a, a number of them over the years and and some of them haven't got to be as old as I would like but. Um, there, you know, there's the thing that I personally find helpful that I kind of will say, is, you know, you they got to have a good life with you kind of thing, and, and that's good. You got yeah. to be good people for them, like they had a good person mm-hmm. with them and stuff like that, and it's like, and it's worth it, is kind of the thing. That's like, good, especially if, especially if they're old. It's like I, it sucks and it's horrible, but you know, in, in a certain sense, it's it's not good that it sucks, but it's it's good because that means you know, yeah, right. The, so, the, but the, the, the difference here, obviously, though, is that you know. Paris isn't listening to find out what you and your friends yeah. are going to say. No, I know, I know. And so, but then it also makes it feel like there's a little like um, cancer ribbon kind of you're mm-hmm. doing it for your own edification. Mm-hmm. Like, look at me, I am being concerned. And a lot of people aren't doing it. I think a lot of people are, you know, um, like Maddie was upset or is a little upset at people on like Remembrance Day or Veterans Day. And everyone always says, like, lest we forget. Mm-hmm. And and just that kind of thing, and you heard you quote other lines from like in Flanders Field or whatever, and then it's like, oh, they're always quoting the same thing, and that's not what her voice is like. But um, <laughs> oh my god, wow, she's she's tough, <laughs> honey. I'm tired. I gotta go to sleep. She's earthy. Um, <laughs> she's earthy. Uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> so you know that that. Um, um, I'm almost completely lost my place because I used it earthy and I was going to make an Eartha Kit joke. Oh, and wow. Then, that would have been a reach, though, yeah. Oh, I know. Earthy Kit, and now I've said it. Uh-huh. And i got to crawl under okay. this desk. So anyway, uh, lest we forget, 
Yeah, unless you forget. Thank you. I was trying to. I was buying. Time unless you forget. Unless you forget. <laughs> yeah, and, and but then the thing is that like for me, and I don't know about you, but if you're going to like say give someone a card, mm-hmm. um, at this point when you're a kid or whatever, you get the card, or or when you're like a young adult. But at this point, I like my preference would be to have like an empty card, so you write your own message. Mm-hmm. And if you're just using the other message, and if someone you know like if someone gives you a card and it's like. It's only the message, and then you have like your first name initial or something like that. Right. Then it's like, ah, eh, it's a little impersonal. Yeah. But for a lot of people, for a lot of people, probably, like, that doesn't reflect a lack of, uh, uh, that doesn't reflect something being impersonal because yeah. it's like, oh, that says what I mean. Yes. You know, like, yes. I picked, I, that's why I bought that card. Right. I bought that card because it expresses something that I don't have the words for because I'm not a writer, mm-hmm. um, which is easy for me to forget and so probably there's a lot of that going on as well like i mean it's not like everyone is just trying to be like you know look at me i'm i'm really i am totally paying attention to suffering aren't i great um but some people are doing that probably and some people are just like this is genuinely bad and this yeah is and i think I'm it's saying. probably a mix a, a lot of the times it's that people genuinely want yeah. a way to express themselves and also at the same time feel a social pressure to do something along those lines yeah now i, I think you and i are at the point where we're you know particularly because we've been we're, we're kind of veterans of social media. We've seen these these memes and these fads come and go. And now that Facebook even like makes it automatic, it's a one click and you can put the French flag over your profile. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it makes sense that like we're at where I'm I don't want to use the word this in, in a snobby way, but we're we've reached a level, I feel like, of social media sophistication where that kind of thing doesn't get to us at the same level. Hold on, I gotta I gotta find a, a brandy snifter to continue please this conversation. Do, please do. <laughs> um, I'm back. Yeah. Um, uh, where, whereas they may not be the case for you know uh, the 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 normals, as it were, who are who are on Facebook and and like you said, who need a Hallmark card to express themselves. And that's nothing wrong with that. You're right about that. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. But can I can I say when I made the brandy snifter joke, and yes. I'm actually holding my hand as if I had a brandy snifter in there. <laughs> I was looking left to right as though we were doing anything on video, and you could see me. So I'm like, oh, where's the brandy snifter? <laughs> are we are we going to have to do a video version of this show at some point? At some point, it would make some sense. Yeah, especially with guests. I think. Yeah. I mean, uh, Dylan Hunty was the first one I actually asked about that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I like I like that it's audio just for the fact that we don't have to worry about that kind of thing you know yeah. there, I mean, there's no it's true the things we have to worry about but i think plus, it's, we'll have to look at it at some point plus those some of those podcasts are very boring to look at like the video is just like oh, you're yeah. sitting there at the desk or something but you know but then then it means someone can be working and load up youtube if they forgot their phone or whatever exactly exactly that's a possibility. We could put um, French flags over our pictures while we do the video podcast. I could, yeah, I could just go get some face paint and just draw <laughs> the colors on me. Um, and and it's funny that people like there was you know the bombings in Beirut like right before yeah that didn't get as much press, um, but still got press. Sure, still got press. Uh, but then there's so many articles saying that like no one is talking about this. Like the media isn't talking about this, and it's like you want to tap that website on the shoulder and be like. You're, you're you're the media and right you're or, talking, or you're, you're talking about this yeah or, or i'd like to point you to page a nine of the new york Times or whatever it is you know and yeah like, because it is it didn't have the cultural it didn't have the cultural like holy shit no um and and people are like why oh my god why isn't that and it's like i'm surprised that's even a discussion yeah it's like it we know why yeah. it's like because that's not where bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Beirut is where bad things happen. Right. You know, and it's like good white people, not all, but I mean, it's good, sophisticated first world people are in Paris. Eh, 
people get blown up in Beirut. I mean, that's just that's how people. Yes, exactly. That, that's that, I mean, it's a perception. Yep. And so I still like I know that like Iraq is is metropolitan in many areas, and that like Egypt is. But still, mm-hmm. you say like picture Iraq. The mental image in my head that is not at all reflective. No, exactly. <laughs> and well, I mean, I know like Iran, right? Like Tehran is one of the most sophisticated places on the planet. But you, you're, that's not what you're thinking about when when you when when it comes to mind, right? It's yeah. It's it's. I mean that that sort of bias. Like yeah, of course. That's I mean like someone says someone like I'm gonna blue a bunch of people up in Paris. Like oh my god, they were right. were they having dinner? That's horrible. They were having dinner, and it is horrible. Like obviously, it's absolutely horrible. But they're like oh in Beirut, the cafe got blown up. Like huh. It's, it's a again? really grotesque uh, man bites dog, right? That's that's really yeah. what we're talking about. It, no, no, exactly, yeah. Um, and it's it's very unfortunate, but, but I, yeah, I'm not surprised that that's a reaction. I mean, I'm dismayed that that's a reaction. I guess yeah. would be the way to say that. But so so along the lines of the uh, need for uh, like shit, this is upbeat. Oh no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> for for an organization or something like that to make a statement, right? Uh, oh yes, I think yes. I, I think I still think that's that's uh, worth kind of considering. Uh, you know, again, I mean, it kind of dovetailed into like people and as much. So it wasn't just like what level of organization. Like the reason why I wrote that down. I mean, we yeah. can talk about it however you want to talk about it. But this as far as like the thing, like so the people, like oh, that social pressure, and um, you know, would anyone have cared if CFI didn't make a comment? You yeah, think? I don't know. Um, I think it would have been noticed, and we wouldn't have wanted it to not be noticed. You know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't have yeah. wanted, wanted to have that kind of, like, hey, how come you guys haven't said anything about this, you know? Yeah, but it's like, is it like one of those things that, like, it almost, in some regards, like, I think for a lot of people, it's like, you're just being callous by not responding, like, on mm-hmm. a personal level, like, yeah. you know, you're your friends or whatever. But, it, you know, it's a sort of, like, we talked about it a number of episodes ago now with uh, Muhammad Ahmed, mm-hmm. uh, I think in the Inaku episode. Um with how uh, like Dawkins and Harris were criticized yeah. for not responding immediately because well, it's about Muslim. exactly yeah. Um, and then the presumption there being that if you don't respond immediately, criticizing is something like you. The default is you're giving tacit approval. Your silence is approval mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or endorsement. And, and I mean, I'm sure part of that is like, well, I don't want to be seen at all, uh, you know, as supporting this. So right. As the communications director of a nonprofit, there are obviously plenty of things that we do not comment on, you know, Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. are of national importance or something, but just, we just do not feel fall within our wheelhouse, you know, and so we will avoid doing anything on that. Eventually we did, for example, make a statement about uh, Ferguson, but that was only after a lot of hand-wringing on our own part and only because we felt strongly that there was a, uh, a free expression angle that needed to be addressed where like right. there were peaceful protesters who had something to say and were not being allowed to say it through some sort of paramilitary means. But that was not at all easy for us to come to the conclusion that was something we ought to speak out on. And, mm-hmm. and we, I think we're very close to, to, to not doing so, but some of us felt very strongly about it. Um, but you know, but there's plenty of other tragedies and uh, major events that we, we just know aren't, aren't our, aren't, in our bailiwick as it were so mm-hmm. uh good use of bailiwick thank you very much um, um so i mean i'm trying to think of like an organization like what kind of organizations would have maybe we should have done some research before the show is what i'm saying if they're like which that. ones were were out of place right like did yeah. chick-fil-a <laughs> to a statement you know i well there and, was um there was a, a friend of mine um hold on i gotta look it up um see if i can actually it was like around uh, Remembrance Day, mm-hmm. and it was um, 
it was about the inappropriateness of some weird it was different obviously if it's from uh remembrance slash veterans day mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna just skim backwards through facebook and hopefully it's one of the ones that's still showing up anyway it was like um it was like imagine it was just like a car repair shop and it was just like they were they were in their email of the day mm-hmm. was referencing uh veterans day well remember say because it's canada mm-hmm. But it was just this weird kind of like, we remember this. And also, we're really good and you should use our services. Right, like right. That, that kind of thing. And it was this weird, really shitty, like, because he posted it to make fun of it. Because it was this kind of, it was bizarre. It was really, it, it, it was not crafty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, you know, the first paragraph was like, it's a, we, we remember our veterans and all this stuff. And we're good. And the second paragraph was like, we're good. So you should buy our stuff. Right. Like, it was just, it was weird. It was very weird. But um, which isn't really the same thing as what the other part we're talking about, but it sort of sprang to mind there. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know where the line is. I don't know if the, I don't know where the line is. But I mean, like, so I mean, it's it's. Uh, but that's a good example. I mean, would would that car repair shop or whatever it was, you know, would it have made sense for them to say something? Would it have made like AT and T to you know tweet their sympathies? I don't know. You know, I mean, it. On one hand, I mean, this is like. The, the Paris attacks are like this gruesome, horrible thing that mm-hmm. just shocks the conscience of the civilized world, right? And so, on one hand, I don't, I don't blame anybody, any organization, any company, any individual for feeling like I've got to say something about this because I feel punched in the gut as a human being, yeah, and, and just need to express myself. You know, does AT and T need to? I don't know. Maybe it's not so bad for an evil corporation to, you know, do something that's. Is, is a well-meaning expression of solidarity i don't know but maybe it is weird for them to do that you know i'm not saying yeah, that AT&T I did i don't know if they did I, i'm just for example oh um amazon's whole homepage, yeah was a full bleed uh uh, uh, uh tribute to paris thing it was really simple and tasteful and it was the full front page so you go to amazon.com yeah. that's all you see you know, and and that was kind of moving, right? For me, because especially because that's like that's like the most valuable real estate j- just about on the entire web, and for them to use that for that purpose, I thought was uh was was felt, felt just, meaningful to me. And I hate Amazon just, right now. I was so. gonna say you just heard about that secondhand, right? Like you had no reason to go to Amazon. <laughs> no, I never, I never, I never go there again ever anymore. There was um, as far as reaction, um, I was going for a friend. Goes. <laughs> it's coming for a friend. Uh, someone else who was going. Yeah, it was just, um, just some uh, one of the the people who I think his wife died um, was killed in the Bataclan. I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but the the sports radio right. uh, stadium. Um, that uh, and then he had, he wrote this letter that went kind of viral. So he has like a little video of it, and he has like a fifteen month old son or seventeen month old son. So like who now will never remember his mother right mm-hmm. and and he had this letter that and i saw it on, it's on facebook I, I i don't remember exactly the name of the person so i, I couldn't send it to you handily but there's just a bit where he's saying like i'm not gonna hate you because i'm not gonna give you that because that's what you want that kind of thing mm-hmm. and it was um and it was it was a night the bit at the end i was watching it and it was like okay this is like it's sweet it's really well written and it's like you know but then he's talking about his son it's like i'm gonna go do the same thing with my son that we do every day and i'm gonna go he's he's 17 months he's waking up from his nap and i'm gonna go and then we're gonna go play like we do every day and we you know have a nap have a snack like we do every day and and like just basically the end was like his happiness will be in it like it will be the 
like my revenge against you is his being happy every day. Mm-hmm. I won't like a, he he will never be angry. Yeah, he will not because be hurt of by it. you. Yeah, yeah. And I was watching it in like that little bit with the sun. It's like I I I teared up quite a lot just in that last couple of seconds. His, his phrasing of it was quite poetic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, generally the response is just I don't know. I mean, people you know Hallmark cards, I guess, but. Yeah, I think that, you know... Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that they exist. I was going to say, I, mean, I, I think purpose. your comparison to Hallmark cards is actually pretty apt, and it, and, it, and it actually makes me feel much more sympathetic to people who buy Hallmark cards now. You've, you've actually made me more <laughs> empathetic than I was before I started this. This is a very valuable show. Did you, um, so Ben Carson is just a weird guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who doesn't apparently know anything about foreign policy. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of? I mean, I assume I'm asking. Oh like, yeah. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? But um, but the part that because I wrote down one of the notes, Jindal's out of the race and Carson's campaign doesn't think you'd ask his advisors questions, um, because one of his advisors was was lamenting the fact that Carson's really slow on the uptake in terms of that. Yeah. In terms of the foreign policy. But did you see their response? Uh, it was something along the lines of, if I recall, it was something along the lines of, well, this particular advisor isn't really in on these uh discussions at a deep level and doesn't really know what he's talking about and he's kind of old is one thing i remember yeah yeah yeah. his incomplete knowledge of the daily not weekly briefings that dr carson receives on important national security matters so there's like this is one of his advisors political advisors who's like i think quite credentialed right like the from what i um, understand yeah i could be wrong i'm not really sure now are they talking about the former cia director michael hayden um oh hold on let me just read i'm looking at a um no, oh, Mr. Claridge. Sorry, Mr. Claridge. Who's Mr. Claridge? I don't know who Claridge call. is. Uh, a top Carson advisor on the Middle East. It's just Dwayne R. Claridge. Um, nobody's been able to sit down with him and have him get one iota of intelligent information about the Middle East. <laughs> and yeah, and it's like he's coming. So, so the way to sort of say, nah, Carson's smart is to say that he's to say of this Mr. Claridge. He's coming at the end of a long career serving our country. His input to Dr. Carson is appreciated, but he's clearly not one of Dr. Carson's top advisors. And then for the New York Times to take advantage of an elderly gentleman and use him as their foil in this story is an affront to good journalistic practices. Yeah. And that's just, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a big it's bust just, to throw somebody under there. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's like, don't ask old people questions. <laughs> How dare you? Never mind the fact How that How dare you presume can- that he knows what he's talking about? Yeah. How dare you? How dare you presume that we would presume that he knows what he's talking about and would hire him? Yeah, just because we've hired him. It's as though role. like they just hired him just like to throw him a bone, right? That's yeah. all they were doing it's like, it for. How dare you think that just because we hired this guy to do a job that we thought he was in any way capable <laughs> of performing the job? If if that's what you get from the uh, Dr. Ben Carson's candidacy and hopeful presidency, well, you are surely mistaken. <laughs> like <laughs> it's such a bizarre. I'm be- so I'm beginning to to believe that Ben Carson mm. is not only kind of misled about certain things or an ideologue. I'm beginning to think that he's genuinely nuts. Like there's- I, I think I would not be. Hmm. I would be not super surprised. Yeah. I guess if there was a revelation at some point of age related sort of. Um, you know, diminished capacity. Let's right, say. right. I mean, there's something um, up because he's clearly a, he's clearly very skilled. Yes, in, in, in his domain, in his time, he's clearly you know like he clearly did a lot of good stuff. Um, but you know, there's got to be like some older. some section of his brain that just isn't firing. You know, I just don't. I don't know. But there's 
there's too many weird things going on that you know i what did i compare like the the map that his campaign just put out of the united states that had like the new england states all jumbled and incorrect i heard that strange. but i didn't actually see it it's but... very strange and i'm sure it's not like he was doing that himself but just all the stuff that comes out about him like it, it it's and I and I am I am loath to make this comparison because it's the black candidate from the previous Republican uh, race, but it's it's getting weirder than Herman Cain, and that was about as weird as I thought it was ever going to get. You know, it's funny whenever you I know that he's not the same guy, but you say Herman Cain, Herman Cain, and I I, I think I picture the rent rent is too damn high guy. Wow, which is That's just I don't know why yeah. I don't have that connection, but um, but uh, but you know he like Herman Cain is the guy who like in a debate. Uh, quoted the 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 theme song from the Pokemon movie, thinking saying it was like a great poet once said. You know, this is the kind of guy <laughs> yeah, we're talking I think about. I remember that. And so Ben Carson has now like eclipsed him in disturbing weirdnesses. Um, so, I don't know. I don't have a point to that other than to think like I I didn't think it could get this weird at this high of a level, and it has, and it's it's just remarkable. I want to be more hopeful about the outcome of your goddamn election, but. Oh Jesus well, Christ. think of it this Jesus way: Jesus Christ, Paul. Yeah, Hillary Clinton is going to mop the floor with any of them. So, oh, I mean, her or I mean, whether it's her or Bernie, I think they both would. Yeah, well, Bernie's not going to get um, the nomination, but when Hillary I, gets well, it, maybe. But <laughs> I don't see. I, 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 I mean, maybe, but I feel like you're falling into that trap that everyone in the media is trying to fall into that trap of like he's going to be our guy. You were complaining about that on Twitter the other day that they're like, it's it's still a Rubio Cruz race, right? And it's like certain segments of the of the media are just trying so fucking hard a lot of swearing out of me today apparently so fucking hard to to just make it that race right, they are to like we are ignore you tr- crew or um trump and carson who who are they i don't know who they, they are. are a million miles ahead of anybody else right now yeah like, but like if we if we change the if we just pretend that's what it is then people will think it's a, a waste of vote mm-hmm. waste trump's of vote numbers have gone up since the paris attacks and everything else they've gone up and the combined he, support of Cruz and Rubio doesn't even equal Trump's. So even you combine those two guys, it doesn't get to where he is right now. Trump understands America. Boy, does you he. could say a lot of shit about Amer- about Trump, but he he gets the country yeah. he's trying to or run. This electorate, anyway. Yeah. Well, no, I mean people. Yeah, I mean, yes, the party of the people, I suppose. Yeah. That, but but I mean, he gets America. He absolutely he, does. He, and yeah, but the difference is that Hillary Clinton really is a bazillion miles ahead of Bernie Sanders, and almost every metric. I know there's a poll out right now that has Bernie Sanders ahead by one point in New Hampshire, um, which does not surprise me, and may or may not continue to be the case. And he may or may not win the state of New Hampshire, but I mean, otherwise, I mean, she's just. I mean, she would have to like be be seen, you know, sexually assaulting, you know, a nun or something in order to uh, lose ground at this point. I just I, I cannot fathom the political situation that would arise where Bernie Sanders actually defeats her for the nomination. It would be cool, though, if she was like, hey, Bernie, you want to be my uh, VP? That would be cool. Yeah, that's not going to happen either. No, I'm probably not. Yeah. But I mean, it would be cool. No, it would be, it would be really neat. It would be um, really neat. Um, but yeah, it, it's there's just but yeah the it's uh that she, she is going to be the not again unless something terrible happens like she gets killed or we find out that she's done something horrible and- well she's obviously if you listen to um anyone that not sane she's um <laughs> she's committed all sorts of federal crimes with her email thing and she's obviously if the if they have the political will they'll just 
send her to prison for many, many years because yep. of her email thing that is totally a Well, well you problem. know, she caused the uh, the deaths in Benghazi. That was her fault. Uh, she, she, no, she, no, a little known fact, she actually flew there <laughs> and she shot the Americans yep. in the face yep, yep, yep. with her own personal Derringer. I, and I, then I was there. I know, um, and, which it was impressive because uh, it's a single shoot gun. So she had to like subdue them, <laughs> reload the gun really slowly, and just and it's like, is this for the good of the country? Boom. She she had to really want it. She really, you know, uh, yeah. she killed Vince Foster back in the nineties. I don't know if you knew that. She, uh, um, you know, I heard she's a, a big fan of Ford's theater, also. <laughs> so. Have you seen her slinking around there? Huh? <laughs> it's like, have you? Has she proved she didn't murder uh, Lincoln? Because there you go. I um, think we found our next congressional committee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, the point being that she's going to be the nominee, and and uh, that that's all there is to that. Uh, and I'd uh, I'd have to put money on Trump. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, Trump is obviously because Carson. It feels like. Um, from my vantage point that he's just people are going to wise up to the I feel like they just have to wise up like everyone knows what Trump is yes like there is a concern of like oh all these horrible things that Trump said they're going to come to light it's like they already did yep what are you talking they about are. there's nothing to know about him he's the, he's he's um he's the id that's all yep. he's just there's no prevaricating there he is what he is he is the asshole he's, that party wants and he is he's so comfortable with that. Yes, he is. And it's fine. Um, Carson, it feels like there's like, hold on, there's something else that has not been exposed yet about him. Yeah, I, that, that's I, coming. I, I'm um, still iffy on. And it's going to be sad. Go. It's going to be sad. Like it's not going to oh, be like, yeah. like right like uh, with Doug uh, Rob Ford rather. Initially, it's like he's a wacky, crazy guy mm-hmm. who's an insane. Oh, he's he's got a drug addiction. Shit. I can't. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. That like, oh yeah, there could be some kind of weird, tragic thing going on with Ben Carson. No, like... But but if it's like, but, but right now it's like, oh, he's goofy. He can't even point to a single person on the international stage. He'd call if he were president when the Paris attacks happened. Right. It's like that's so funny. And then Trevor Noah's like, you know what the answer is? Everyone knows it's Ghostbusters, asshole. You say who you gonna call? You gonna call Ghostbusters? Um, that was a joke on the Daily Show. That's a good, but, good for um, yeah, but but then it, if it, it was like, oh, the reason you couldn't think of that is you have some mild form of dementia, right? Right. Then you'd be like, oh, oh now I feel bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel shitty for laughing. So that's that would be. I don't know if that's my prediction. Yeah. See, I don't know about ben, like aside from any revelations of a you know a condition. Um, yeah. I, I that's that's the the biggest part of this race that puzzles me because i feel like i get the trump thing i get the i get why bush is failing i get i feel like i get all that stuff um I, like i feel like i've got a clear view to that stuff but the ben carson uh, level of support that really hasn't diminished you know in, in a meaningful way anyway that confuses me still that because i whereas trump is the asshole america wants right mm. i don't beyond like the i'm a i'm a quiet you know zealot thing it, i just i don't understand why ben carson is having the kind of magnetism that he is right now politically I, I i get a little bit of the novelty but i have to admit that i'm a little stumped by him trump totally get carson i don't really get um well i get a little bit of I it mean, but i don't get it to that degree i mean carson's also an outsider so there's yeah. there's, there's value to that yeah like i mean sanders I mean, he's a life, he's a, a career politician, but he's still he's as outside like, as you can get and still be in yeah, the Senate. He, yeah, yeah, he feels like an outsider, and there's always that like, oh, cool, someone new is going to come in and shake it up. Uh, never mind that in the case of 
uh, Dr. Ben Carson, it looks like a chihuahua being scolded, but um, still, a chihuahua <laughs> being scolded is not someone from the Beltway. And a chihuahua um, being scolded is adorable. <laughs> except when he pees on you, but, um, you know, they have adult diapers, uh, so that wouldn't be an issue. But, um, oh God! I just thought, like, what I, if Ben Carson actually wets himself on stage? Oh Jesus! Oh yeah. God! No, this is getting horrible. I don't feel really horrible. It's that, like, if he's like, he's got these issues, and like, uh, you can see like Ted Cruz looks down to the floor suddenly during a debate, and he's like, "What is that?" <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Cruz, uh, why are you shuffling? <laughs> it's like I'm just um, getting out of the way of some no reason. <laughs> uh, Smolder, splish, splish, splash. Um, <laughs> I have to go back to Canada now. Or Cuba. Test whatever. pattern on the television. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a whole uh, goddamn shit show. Yeah. You guys. You guys. Get your shit together. <laughs> we will. We will. We will. As I was going to say, this is what the election is supposed to be. The election is supposed to be you guys getting your shit together. <laughs> more or less. More or less. It'll all work itself out in November. It we're will. All gonna, we're all going to die. <laughs> well, yes. That is also true. So I mean... Let me clarify. We will elect a Democrat president, but we're still all going down the drain. Uh, Maddie was saying you should enjoy if Trump wins that his reaction when he is told by his advisors and the law that like all of the shit he promised he can't do. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm uh, yeah, of course, I'm president. I'm going to first I'm going to what? I can't. Fuck. Well, well, what about the? Well, they just blame everybody for it, right? It'll just be fuck. like, like you're all a bunch of idiots. I can't believe these idiots around no, me. No, you get really upset and you're like, "Fuck!" Well, I don't know. This guy's in charge. I'm going home. R- maybe. <laughs> oh, okay. So before we close out, here's here's a question then. Who, okay. Who is Trump's running mate? Does he pick uh, like a is, like a standard politician to is, run with him? Is Li- is Liberace alive? No, mm, but that was a that's good. a great idea Siegfried and or Roy okay George Takei George Takei uh, I don't think they would get along no I don't think they would either but I think that's the that's like the perfect yeah. kind of you know right. compliment like if you're gonna oh like how he brought out the one Mexican woman on stage <laughs> yes. to be making the point that he's not racist right. <laughs> it's like look look just because I'm recommending internment camps doesn't mean I mean he George Takei, everybody. He was in an internment camp. He's on stage with me. Obviously, it's not a bad idea. Now, I'd like to say, George Takei, if you're listening, come on the show. I don't actually think you'd ever be on a ticket with with Donald Trump. I just want to make that clear. Mr. Takei, I'm sorry I even brought you up. (laughs) I apologize for everything. The Thinkery Podcast would like to apologize to George Takei for any offense intended or implied. No, George Takei's were harmed in the filming of this episode. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know. Would he pick, like, a real politician to to go with? Would he pick, like, a Ted Cruz? He would have to. He would have to. I feel like he would. I mean, well, shit. No, hold on. The logical it's Donald thing Trump pick, we're talking about, right? Well, I feel like um, um, when Obama picked Biden, mm-hmm. there was a sense to me anyway. It felt like that was like that was a good choice because you're like, who is this upstart? Basically, mm-hmm. well, he picked a he picked a you know he picked very frankly a white dude, but also like a nice old guy yep. who's been around for a long time with experience, and mm-hmm. he was like, okay, never mind the fact that the VP is kind of ceremonial or whatever at this point, but it's like, okay, he's in a He's got adult he supervision. He got yeah, no, exactly. So, Dick Cheney, so, right for for W. <laughs> literal adult supervision, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So so you'd hope that Trump would do something like that. That would be the logical thing. Would be to pick someone who's like, look, look. I don't need to brag, but like the best advisor, the best VP right. ever, like whoever it would that be. That would be the smart um, thing to do. Wouldn't it? That would be the smart thing to do. That doesn't mean that's what he's going to yeah. do. 
Although, I don't know although, who you know, picked. but but just even... saying, but just you know, just thinking that out loud now, though, that does make that does sound like a like a Trump thing that he would do, right? Because if he needs to sell the product, and he knows that his new audience is now not just Republicans but very skeptical Democrats and centrists, he knows he's got to he's got to package his product a little because at the end of the day, his concern is winning, right? And so, so if he could uh, recruit a, a Democrat to be on his ticket, he absolutely would yeah. because it would Bernie Sanders. Oh my God, <laughs> we've got your ticket. <laughs> got your ticket. That would be crazy. Um, or he picks uh, Jesse Ventura, and then it's just an amazing thing. Oh fuck, that would be Ventura is like the weird conspiracy one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. God damn, yeah, he's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're listening, Jesse Ventura. You're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> don't come on the show. I'm afraid of you. <laughs> don't come. I don't want to be murdered by exactly. you. Even just accidentally while you're swinging your arms around describing the pure scope of some <laughs> conspiratorial nonsense. Well, I mean, another... Just, it's this big, brother. Oh, shit, I killed you. An- an- another another running mate. Uh, this sounds obvious. Sarah Palin for Trump. Yeah, that is... I believe he's actually made comments that he likes her. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They are of a They are of a piece. I've already written a book about her, so I don't even have to work on any oh new material. Oh, my God, set, yeah. yeah. I'm good, I'm good. I'm getting depressed. <laughs> you, you don't even live here. I had to, we all, the whole planet has to, I mean, A, it's monstrously egotistical for you guys to sort of view yourselves as, like, the captain of the planet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you have the most guns, we, so. We really, like, not even by a little bit. No, 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 by a little bit. And, uh, yeah, to, by such a large extent, with such weird paranoia that like you spend ten times more than the next few countries, and it's not even a, it's not even yeah, it's 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 like Trump, it's like a, um, it's like a Trump to Jindal kind of thing, <laughs> right? And, and but but then yet, if you even consider possibly reducing the spending by like two percent, you're like, oh fuck no, oh God, yeah, no, I what can't. Do, all the Republicans are like, we need to rebuild our military. It's like, oh my God, how much bigger can it get? <laughs> Well, it's like um, in Star Trek Six, when Praxis explodes, mm-hmm. and then the Klingon economy was like, due to the enormous military budget, they didn't have right. the facilities to deal with this humanitarian crisis or the environmental crisis of Praxis. So then they had to call the Federation. They're dying, Jim. Let them die. Yeah, that, that's my favorite of the movies. It's my favorite too. Because it's it's you know it's um, we could have talked about that with uh, with Mr. Champion. Yeah, we'll have to get him back on. They just specifically, they they did start, they did the movies when they were talking, but they actually, you know what, they were actually very brief because it's like the same length of a show or whatever. And, and so, but um, yeah, to me that was like that was like Star Trek. It was like confronting, like that was the rubber hits the road. Yep, and he had to be the better person despite his own biases. And I thought that was plus it was a good mystery. It was a good mystery. Plus it was geopolitical. I mean, actually, I guess what do you call yeah. it? interstellar political really? But um, yeah. And uh, Christopher Plummer yep. was amazing. Can't go wrong there. As, as, I almost, if I wasn't so tired and needing to go to bed soon, I'd be like, oh, I gotta watch yeah, it. I know, right I kind now. of feel like I want to do it too. Yeah. I gotta watch it right now. I'd like to see you in action one more time, Captain Crew. Uh, we did we did some good work. I think we did some good work. We solved some problems. Oh, oh, no. One really, really quick thing yes. was actually really at the beginning that I meant to mention. I forgot yes, we were sir. talking about the gender parody. Gender parody. Gender parody. We were like, at the beginning, uh-huh. um, it was my <laughs> shitty rewind oh, sound. It. It was um, was there's that line with the the sort of criticism of, of the kind of stuff being tokenism, um, where they're saying, well, you know, isn't the best, you know, shouldn't you be finding the best person for the job? And this presumption, if you're picking a woman, like that, there is a, a superior male for the job. Mm-hmm. But that would be the case, and the concern 
even if you're just hiring a man like it's not about finding the best absolute person because you could probably always find someone even if you're picking a man mm-hmm. you could probably find a more suited male candidate as well mm-hmm. so this is like a completely non-sexual like it's a, it's a non-sexual because you're looking like, for the you, right candidate for what you are doing and that may and, but also you have access to and the, and the person mm-hmm. who's a, like maybe personality wise a fit but it's like right. you could like the, the oh, same literal yeah, criticism yeah, yeah. like if, because it's like well what if there was a, a man that was more qualified you could have hired him you're missing out it's like yeah but if you hired a man you could say that exact same thing I hadn't thought of that right right yeah, yeah. so it's like that whole argument is completely useless because it's like well yeah. What about the but other you, man? You, but also, if you hire a man, it's like, well, what if there was a more qualified female? Which you're not saying because that's not the point. But right. that you're trying to make because you're um, oppressed male minority or whatever the shit. And, and but, ethics yeah. and gaming journalism, right? <laughs> it's about ethics. And... <laughs> um, I think that, <laughs> there's a puppet idea for you, Gamergate. There you go. Uh, I think I. And whatever self-loathing I have, I think I like myself too much to do that. Yeah, yeah. Then you probably you'd probably get uh, so many threats then at that point, then it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. I don't know. I get people commenting on the Trump Facebook page when I put a quote that to me is very clearly making fun of Trump, and right. they're like, "Trump for president!" Woo! Oh God. And it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> Parody is dead. Sure. Yeah, I know. I know. And um, Trump killed it. Trump killed. It. He just stabbed it right in the face with his dick. <laughs> His tiny orange dick just <laughs> broke it. <laughs> um, oh. So this was this was <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so this was uh, Thinkery Twenty. Um, Despite being largely about uh, the Paris attacks, might also be the funniest one. <laughs> um, so Paul, hey. <laughs> Where can people find you online aside from right here where they've already found you? If you must. Uh, uh, I'm at, uh, 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 what's my name? Paul Fidalgo at Twitter. <laughs> and then uh, I have a blog and it's called Immortal, like like little I, capital M-O-R-T-A-L. Not like like immortal, like I-mortal. Yeah, but if they're getting to immortal.co, the case doesn't actually matter no no just but i just so they understand the brand yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. co is my blog which i haven't written in, in a couple of weeks now and i'm sorry okay. how about you where, where are you where do you, where um, are you going? i guess i'm on the twitter dot boom um uh, more often is that moss puppet right? at moss puppet um and i'm still i'm down to like three chapters left i think on the trump hey. book so if you want to read the, the really weird uh but funny uh fake autobiography of donald trump no you want to uh, go to trumpedupbook.com and get the first few chapters and then at some point in the future I'll put a link to hopefully you could get me money for the other ones um, and um, yes and if you want to follow the show at Thinkery Podcast is on uh, Twitter or you can email us at thinkerypodcast at gmail.com if you have questions or comments or just you know want to yell at us I guess once again we would love um, to respond yeah, to your questions yeah. or criticisms we're not, mockery I was going to say we're, we don't get enough of that by which I mean we get Almost none. Literally none. Literally. Well, we've got a couple, okay, but yeah, basically, functionally nothing. Yes. Um, asymptotically approaching zero. <laughs> um, but right now, weekly, we're at 935 for subscribers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, monthly, we're at, uh, what are we at? 1261. Wow. And we're at a dip today daily. Okay. Because uh, we were at, yesterday, we were at 785. Uh-huh. We were getting like, we get like 40 subscribers a day for like a week. Uh, and then we sort of got like 
10 to get to 785 and we're down a little bit like to 720 right now but still that's pretty that that's ridiculous thank so you we're like almost for we're almost a thousand i don't know what is wrong with you people you you <laughs> must also have many neuroses we appreciate your bad taste mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and whatever <laughs> whatever condition you're suffering from that leads you here we're 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 glad to suffer with you Perhaps some sort of paralysis where you, your finger spasmed accidentally <laughs> over the subscribe button when you meant to subscribe to a better podcast. At every step, you can bring it a little bit lower, right? Like, like I'm going I'm to deprecate our – like, just one more iota. I can do it. I can do it. Wait, should I say I'm better at deprecating? Or should I say I wish I was good at, as good at being self-deprecating as you? I think we just had a self-deprecation singularity. Mm -hmm.